0: And I remember at some point I even told myself, if this is what being a Christian looks like, I don't think I want to be a Christian. So I never wanted to associate with being a Christian. I was still forced to go to church. However, for me, I, I saw God as this high being who who people professed, but never really lived like, right? Because I read the Bible, but reading the Bible was direct contradiction to what I saw displayed in my regular life, right? Self-harm became my way out of things. And because of that, I never really felt like I could even move forward in what it meant to be a Christian. I remember the pastor, he started preaching, of course I tuned out, because that's what I always did. Basically, he decided to read a portrait piece by somebody who I don't even know who it was, I don't think he knows who it was. And basically, it was about um, this girl who, she was depressed and she was sad and she was very lonely and she needed God to be a friend. And I remember hearing that and thinking to myself, I never heard this about God. I never heard that God could be a friend. My name is Chinanie, and I am Nigerian. Um, I relocated to the United States in 2009, and I am an author, a spoken word minister, and ultimately just a lover of Jesus. Chi Chi, can you tell us about your testimony of Jesus starting with your childhood? So, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, My dad is actually a pastor. And basically, growing up, of course, I was forced to go to church. Back then with my siblings, I have two siblings, two older siblings. Um, However, back then, we never really understood the essence of why we go to church. So we just kind of went to church because we had no choice but to go to church. Basically, I went to church just feeling like I had to, out of routine, all of those times I got involved in children's choir, acting, whatever they needed. I was just one who was involved, because I'm super extroverted and I'm willing just to be there wherever necessary. Um, However, um, there was a lot of tension in my household, so there was a lot of things going on, and ultimately my parents ended up getting a divorce. And when my parents got a divorce it got a little complicated because of course now my siblings were not were no longer living with my dad and I was the only one who was left to live with my dad so because of this, I felt like I grew up feeling like I had to figure things out on my own, right? So when it came to God or when it came to even life or what it meant to be a woman, things like that, my dad was never around. So I just felt like I had to figure it out on my own. And back then I lived with a couple of family members, but because I never really had a full structure of who God was, I felt like I was very numb to just the whole idea of what intimacy with God meant. I never said that displayed. And I remember, at some point I even told myself, if this is what being a Christian looks like, I don't think I want to be a Christian. So I never wanted to associate with being a Christian. I was still forced to go to church. However, for me, I, I saw God as this high being who who people professed, but never really lived like, right? Because I read the Bible, but reading the Bible was direct contradiction to what I saw displayed in my regular life, right? Of course, things have changed since then, but basically,
1: So, Chi-Chi, what were some of the things you were seeing being done around you by these Christians or the people professing Christ that kind of made you want to turn away?
0: So, some of the things I saw, I think
1: for me, it was just a lot of arguments.
0: It was a lot of um, words that were said, misplaced words. And also, at that time, I also experienced some form of sexual abuse, which I didn't really know was sexual abuse at that time. At that time, I just felt like I couldn't say anything, right? And even when I wanted to live with my mom, it was responded with violence, and for me it was like the when i expressed what I wanted in my life, I felt like it was violence that was reciprocated to me. So those are some of the things I was experiencing at the time. And ultimately things changed and I ended up in the United States. And back then I told myself I didn't really want I didn't really want God. However, the whole time I felt like God kept pursuing me. So I was one who always had dreams and things of that sort. So I'll have dreams of even heaven and hell and it would scare me. However, for me I always responded out of, okay, God, I feel like I have to know you. So even when I first got saved, I first got saved back in 2010, I literally responded to salvation out of fear because I was so scared of hell. And I told myself... People talk about hell and I've heard about hell all my life and I just don't want to be the one ending up there, right? So, however, I never experienced the joy, peace, um, love that people accept the encounter with the God. So, for me, I never attributed those attributes to God. I felt like I had to find those things somewhere else. So, even when I got saved, I remember I was still searching for these things, right? So, back in high school and middle school, I was was really hit with depression and I actually started to self-harm, right? So, I started to self-harm because I was very, Very numb to my emotions because I felt like I had nowhere to go I had nowhere to go to with them right so back then um, my dad still lived in Nigeria still lives in Nigeria and I lived with my mom and my stepfather our house was very 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 toxic um there was there were just a lot of toxic things happening however however for me I felt like I had to take care of myself so self-harm became my way out of things and because of that I never really felt like I could even move forward in what it meant to be a Christian or even think about being a Christian. I was just trying to be in a defense defense mode all the time. So essentially, I went through that. And basically, I remember one time I asked God for something. I had prayed about something. I finally decided to trust God, who thing in my life. And God did not respond to me. And for me, I automatically figured that, well, since God did not respond to me the way I wanted him to respond to me, this must mean that God is not real. So I convinced myself that God was not real. And I told myself I was agnostic. The only problem with being agnostic at the time was, I was still forced to go to church. And for me, my parents are African, so I didn't really have a choice in like trying to fight fight back against that. So I told myself I was gonna go to church and that's actually how I started getting into writing. So I used to write poetry to actually bash God. So I used to write poetry to bash God and bash the church. And basically that became like my thing to do when I was in church. Like, just finding things that was wrong with the church, finding out that, that was wrong with um, the pastors and things like that. So that was my escape. So I remember I went to my friend, They had. Ba- vacation bible school and basically um i was invited and i told myself okay i want to go hang out with my friends because i'm really big in community i want to go hang out with my friends and i remember the pastor he started preaching of course i tuned out because that's what i always did and basically he decided to read a portrait piece by somebody who i don't even know who was i don't think he knows who he was and basically it was about um this girl who was very she was depressed and she was sad and she was very lonely and she needed god to be a friend and i remember hearing that and thinking to myself i never heard this about god i never heard that god could be a friend i was like okay i just want god to be a friend so that was my first time actually seeing god in a semi-different light right so i was like god I would just like you to please be my friend. I heard that you're a good friend. So if you could please be my friend, I'd really appreciate it. That was my first time actually getting genuinely saved. So, but I went home and of course going back home, I still, I never had discipleship. So I never even knew what that entailed. And I remember I would always find it hard to even live a holy life. Reading the scriptures never really made sense to me. And I found it hard to maintain this relationship with God that I said I wanted, like I would like, I will always fall into sin. I remember I would cry out to God, like, God, like, why can I not be holy? Like, I always found myself, like, either lying or at that time I was also stealing or, you know, thinking about lust for thought, pornography, things of that sort. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, what is it? So... Even though I was saved, I still found myself deviating into things just to fill my void because I never knew who God was. So at that time, I got involved with pornography, masturbation, everything of that sort because I, I still wanted something. I did not know how to get that from God. When I was going into college, I told myself that this was finally my chance to find myself, ironically. This was my finally my chance to find myself. So I remember um, going into college, wanting to forget all the thoughts about, about God. Like I just wanted to really just explore things on my own and really just find find who I was without the religious boundaries that I had, right? However, I like to compare my story to the children of Israel, right? The Lord kept revealing himself to them. However, they were disobedient. So I was still disobedient to the voice of God because literally, before I went to college, God sent one of my mentors now, he gave me a prophetic word, and for me, I was just like, I'm not even trying to think about God. So, I literally ignored the prophetic word that he gave to me. But I went on to college, and in college, a um, couple days into college, I got in this situationship with a guy, and essentially, I found myself falling into falling into sexual morality. Right? I found myself falling into sexual morality, and but for some reason, that was still not satisfying. I felt like this. I was holding on to this guy because I wanted something else but I did not know how to grasp what I was looking for so literally there were times when I told him I was like actually you no know, I want to leave holy and I didn't know how to leave holy and he didn't know how to leave holy either but I would tell myself I want to leave holy and would end up like still coming to Section morality and I would literally find myself weeping but I did not know how to get away from this thing because this was all I was used to so eventually um I was able to muster up the courage and muster up the strength to walk away from that however ever I still never found myself fulfilled so I ended up still going into alcohol I remember my first day drinking my first day drinking was because I felt like I experienced some some, some form of defeat um so I had I applied for something I didn't I didn't get it and I remember I just found myself numb and I told myself What can I do today? (laughs) I was like, okay, I guess people always talk about alcohol, so let me go ahead and drink. So I went ahead to get a drink and that was my first time ever getting drunk. I was like, okay, maybe I like alcohol. You know, again, the feeling of numbness was a thing in my life. So I went back and I found myself not quite addicted, but I found myself just craving this thing, right? So I was craving alcohol more and more and it was to fill this thing, but it it, it wasn't getting filled. And even when things would come up in my life, I literally just tell myself I don't have time to think about this, right? So from childhood, I accustomed myself to not being able to fail, right? I did not I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to experience sad emotions because I was. I told myself that I felt like I had to be strong. I felt like I had to figure things out on my own. I felt like I had to be my own defend um defender. So I I just felt like I couldn't process this thing. So even things that weren't necessarily seen as bad. Like for me, one of the things I also used to numb my emotions was accomplishment. So back in college, I would be the one who was always involved in everything. I would be the one who was always doing well in school. I graduated with 3.9 GPA. So I was doing well in school. And for me, those were the things that made me feel like I was experiencing something in life and I was on a high in life, right? And even at some point, I even got involved in Greek life. And I got ing- involved in Greek life because I wanted to find joy in something I wanted to find acceptance in something. I wanted to find purpose in something, something that was bigger than myself. And I just couldn't find it. However, I was only Greek for less than a year because God pulled me out. And because I had a knowledge of God, I wasn't able to fully get immersed in these things, but I still found myself going into them. Anyway, so back in 2018, that's when I crossed. I crossed March March of 2018. I was involved in Greek life. And I remember after I crossed, the Lord came to me and the Lord basically told me, do you want um, this Greek sorority or do you want my plan for your life? And I remember just being super conflicted because I was like, I see this, right? So this is what I see in front of me. And right now, you know, I'm accepted in school, right? Like people looking to me saying, like, wow, Chi Chi is doing all of this, right? Chi involved in this. Chi is Greek. Chi Chi was in the royal court. So, like, I felt, I literally found it was such a conflict in my mind, but I was like, I felt like I didn't. I didn't have the strength to say, God, I really wanted your purpose. So I still stayed in Greek life. I still stayed in grief, God. I still continued doing all these things and God just kept coming to me, right? So I kept having dreams. I kept having like, I kept having revelation of how demonic this thing was. And basically at some point I finally decided to denounce. And when I decided to denounce, it's actually crazy because I ended up having a couple car accidents. I feel like that was kind of scared of me, but I made up my mind to denounce. And after I denounced, that was my first time actually feeling like I could see God for who he was. So in that time, I went ahead to just to just try to figure out who God was and who I was in God. So I remember um, even starting from John one one, right? So for me, I was I grew up memorizing scripture. So honestly, scripture lost its meaning to me. Like it lost its meaning to me. I did not know who. I I knew about the scripture. I knew about the I knew about the text. However, I never understood the weight that it carried. So I remember like even going back to John one one, like in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was the God, and the Word was God. Who is the Word? Who is God? What does the Word say about God? So I remember just going back to the foundation of what it meant to be Christian, what it meant to know God. A friend of mine called me and she was like, you don't know God. And how do I know you don't know God? You, I know you don't know God because you find yourself falling to the same pattern of sin. And although the sin was different, This pattern was the same. That was my first time really wanting to know God. And the Bible says in Jeremiah that when you seek me with all of your heart, you shall find me. And I found out through my testimony. I just started to seek God. And I came to God in all my imperfections saying, God, I literally don't know how to live a holy life. I don't know how to be set apart. I don't know how to even love you, right? And I realized in those ways, the Lord started to teach me this thing. The Lord started to surround me with people who were like, teach me how to love him or who even show me what the love of God was like. And because I was able to experience the love of God, I find myself not searching for those very same love in other people or in other things. So that really continued through my Christian journey, of course, through my Christian journey has been a journey of forgiveness since 2018. It has been a journey of forgiveness, and not just forgiveness, also therapy. Um, I feel like the Lord used therapy to really make me aware of my emotions. So I think there was a lot of parts of my life that I had... I had closed the lid to because I never wanted to deal with that. I never wanted to like deal with the experiences of abandonment that I felt like I experienced or the experiences of even sexual abuse or things like that. I never wanted to experience those things. So the Lord had me go back to ter- therapy in 2020, and I was forced to really deal with those things on my own, and the Lord actually used therapy to heal me. So. It's been a journey because before the lord even came to me about my purpose yes that drew me to him but before the lord even talked to me about my purpose the lord started talking to me about his heart i started to understand what it meant to actually grieve the heart of god i started to understand what it meant to actually experience the father and because of these things i was able to tap into a deeper in god that i never thought was possible so for me i grew up thinking I could pray, right? So I grew up in church. We always prayed. However, the Lord started to introduce me to intercession, and intercession was not possible until you experienced the emotion of the Father. And for me, this was like things that were new to me. So I was like, this is new. Or even listening to people and not feeling like, I didn't even know how to show empathy to people because I didn't know how to receive those empathy for myself. Like every time people would talk to me, I would literally just laugh because for me, I never I never understood what sympathy looked like. So I was never able to show that to anybody else. So that was my really my testimony of just really learning God and really just learning how to love God, how to love myself and how to really break free from religious systems. So that's my testimony.
1: Now, Chi-Chi, can you walk us through some of the things that the Lord began to reveal to you as you began to seek His face and where He's even brought you to now, you know, from that moment of salvation, He began to tell you about your life, your call, the things that you were going to do. How have you seen Him, you know, kind of make some of those promises come to pass in your life now?
0: One of the things I felt like the Lord did with me the most was the Lord had to restore my emotions. The Lord had to restore um, even my mind, right? So... There were lots of parts of my life where I had believed the lies of the enemy about what my assignment on earth will be. Um, so the Lord had to really do a complete 180 of what that looked like and really just me looking to Him, me not looking for other people's acceptance. One of the verses that the Lord kept reminding me of was Galatians 1.10, which talks about, do I seek to please men or do I seek to please God? Because a lot of, my, a lot of things I did in my lifetime was to please other people. That's one of the first things the Lord did to me, just really causing me to really look to Him. And how has the Lord fulfilled that? The Lord fulfilled that because when I was finally able to denounce that's actually when the Lord started to reveal to me even more about my about the books he has called me to write. So one like my first book that I wrote was about identity. Although I start, I started writing my freshman year of college, but I did not finish writing until my senior year of college because I thought I knew what this looked like because I had an idea of who God was. However, I started to realize I didn't I had I knew nothing about identity because I never knew God, right? And God started to reveal his promises to me by just started to starting to even reveal more of his assignment to me. Um God started to reveal to me um where I am called to as far as fivefold office is concerned. And the Lord started to even bring me more into like how can I not just how can I get there but how can I be an effective servant of the gospel? How can I love people to get in there? Because there was a part of me that, like I said, never really knew how to fully relate to people or fully empathize with people and the Lord really had to cause my heart to really be softened. Um, the Lord had to cause my, my heart to be softened so I can really know how to serve people well. When it came to intercession, the Lord had to help me to even be able to intercede. And also how have I seen God fulfill it? God has given me a community more than I even thought was possible. Right? So not only did I find an amazing church, but like I literally I'm so grateful for the friends that I had because for so long I felt like i had to accomplish certain things to gain people around me I had to be strong so people felt like so people felt like I was I was good enough to be their friends some but God had to really change my mindset and really surround me with the right people and ultimately God just had to reveal to me himself and in revealing to me himself there's still more there's still more to the journey I started to have encounters with God I started to really gain new revelation gain new insight of the Bible actually reading the bible and actually understanding in the scripture, being able to live a holy life, (laughs) being able to live a life free of sin, right? So going through a a process of deliverance, right? And not just deliverance as an exorcism, but deliverance the process of walking out my salvation, the process of seeing myself freed from these things where I don't desire pornography anymore, where I don't desire self-harm, seeing those things and actually being able to come to God, seeing God as this friend, right? So for me, that has been it because when trials come, I know longer look for voids. I'm able to actually look to God and cast my kids in the Lord.
1: Now, Chi-Chi, give us some insight of what it was like for you to find a community that the Lord had placed you in, but also was beginning to use to make you feel safe um, versus how it was when you were growing up. You know, it was this community that made you want to pull away from God. What has he done for you in, in that area?
0: It was hard. It was very, 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 very difficult. Um, finding a community when I was still healing myself, everything in me wanted to push them away. Because for me, I felt very exposed. So when the Lord brought, started bringing friends around me who were called to help refine me into the character of Christ, literally everything in me wanted to run. And, I, and thank God for therapy, because that was the first thing God introduced me to. But I remember I would talk to my therapist about like, this person is confronting this part of me and I don't like it. Or even when my friends would rebuke me, I did not know how to properly take a rebuke because for me, I always saw rebuke as criticism. And because I I grew up with a performance mentality. So anytime I saw something that was even negative, I just saw that as like a hit on my my individuality or like who I was as a person. And for me, I literally tried to run from that. and I felt like I had to defend myself whenever my friends would rebuke me. So there was a time when my friends sat me down like, "Chichi, you know we love you, right? Like you know we love you and you don't have to defend yourself here." So for me, finding a community um that God brought around me It took a lot of vulnerability and it's still taking vulnerability. I'm still in the process, Um, but it took a lot of vulnerability. Um, I had to get to a place where I was able to share my real emotions like, hey, when you said this, it triggered this in me and I was hurt about it. Or when you do this, I feel abandoned or I feel neglected. And it took it just took vulnerability and just being able to actually actually reveal myself, actually reveal my real emotions and also Another thing that I would say that he took was really able to understand people more. That would have been impossible without God, right? So there was a time when I was talking to some of my, like, two of my friends, and the conversation was, of course, very intense. And I remember I was just like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I just did not know how to respond. I did not know how to give wisdom, because for me, this were things I never had to process in myself. And I went to go pray, but I was like, God, can you please help me to be a friend? So even the process of being a friend, I had to relearn that because I never grew up having those confidence. Like I grew I grew up basically by myself. Like my siblings lived with my mom and I lived with my dad alone. So I never really understood it. And my first time even coming out of my sexual abuse was with my friends, because I never even knew it was a thing. I was oblivious that this happened to me. And then one day me and my friends were having again an intense conversation My friend is prophetic. So, of course, he said something. I was like, wait, that did happen. And I remember when he said it, I knew it happened. However, I could not bring myself to cry. I literally just stared at him for a long time. And he was like telling me like, you know, it's okay. Like, and I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, I kept repeating myself. I was fine. But he had to tell me like, no, you are not fine. And you're actually weak. So for me, it took a lot of digging and unveiling and uncovering and just really learning not just to trust my friends, but to trust the God in them and trust that God brought these people to me so I can be safe here. That was the process.
1: Chi-Chi, who is Jesus to you?
0: Jesus is literally my friend. Trying to fit God into one category is almost impossible. I feel like when I experienced um, lonely times in my life, he is the friend that literally stuck closer than a brother. God has shown himself to be a very present help. He has shown himself to be my sustainer and he's just shown himself to be the person who is trustworthy. He's a friend. He's a friend, He is the one who loves me more than I could love myself, the one who sees my imperfections but still chooses me, the one who continually to shower me with grace. The Bible says the righteous man falls seven times but gets back up and I think for me, I've definitely fell more than seven times, but just seeing that Jesus still loves me every time, he's literally a friend and he's a selfless friend a very patient friend, a friend who is there, a friend who is there in the highest highs and the lowest lows, just a friend, a friend.
1: Chi Chi, what would you say to those people who may be going through church hurt right now or may be struggling with the church that they're at and it makes them want to kind of step away from Christ and the gospel?
0: Get to know God, right? Get to know God for yourself. Um, get to experience the Father, I think there are two parts to this. So for some people, maybe the Lord is showing you this thing so that you can better empathize with those people who may be going through it in the future. Um, but for some people, this may just be the plan of the enemy to derail you from God. But regardless, I say cling to Jesus, cling to Him, and really, really listen to Him for the direction that He has for you. And When you know God, you're able to see that the church you are is not a representation of the God you serve. And because of that, you're able to differentiate the two. But don't allow the action or inaction of anybody else to reflect on Jesus because Jesus is who he says he is in his word. So get to know him. And when you get to know him, you'll be able to be fully rooted in him and you'll be able to stand. But also know that God understands. So when we talk about church hurt um, and things we've experienced, Jesus experienced the same thing, right? So Jesus was crucified ultimately by religious people. So this is why you have to get to know God because he's able to empathize with you. The Bible talks about you don't have a high priest who isn't able to empathize with your weaknesses. So you can go to God even with the things you're currently suffering with and he'll help you through those things.
1: Chichi, do you have any advice or words of encouragement for those young people who feel like life is a little bit too much and they're looking to things like self-harming or drinking or even um, sororities and fraternities to kind of make them feel better? Do you have any advice for people going through this that may be watching? For people who are going through these things, I just want you to be rooted
0: in your identity. Um, I would like you to really take a journey with God and just discovering who you are and who and what your purpose is in life. Right? When you find your identity, you're able to understand that. You are set apart, and because you are set apart, you're not able to fit in with, you know, sororities and fraternities. And also realizing how precious your life is, right? Your voice is precious. Your existence was purposeful, and because it is purposeful, you cannot afford to let the enemy lie to you. So I just say, take a journey with God and really discovering your identity. And the place of discovering your identity, you'll be able to find joy in your existence. Um, and I would say one thing that really helped me was really confessing my sins to one another. So in those places where I felt weak, allowing somebody else into those places, somebody else that God sends of course, allow somebody else into those places to really help pull me through those, knowing that I never have to suffer alone. The devil has a thing of making you feel isolated, but you're never alone. So the things you have experienced, somebody else has experienced and they're willing to walk with you through those things. So my advice is just really get to know you, um, get to know the authority you carry, get to know the power and the strength of God that's on the inside of you. And just walk worthy of the calling. And ultimately, in a couple years, you'll be glad you did.
1: Chi Chi, do you have any last words for the people that may be watching your testimony? For
0: anybody who is watching my testimony, specifically for those people who were raised in church, I just want to say, do not let religion stop you from knowing God. It's very easy to be in church all your life and have a and have an idea or an inclination towards God. However, you never really know the heart of God. Don't let religion cause you from, from missing the Lord that you say you serve. I just want to encourage you just to really draw near to God. Um, draw near to God, really experience Him. If you're finding a hard time maintaining a path of righteousness, draw near to God because the Bible says He keeps us from falling. So when we're scared, or falling it's easy to just follow religion but cling to the lord cling to the cross and watch how he changes your life like he did for me also for those people who may have been developed because of other people i also want to say forgiveness forgiveness will be the key to really unlocking deeper dimensions in god because one thing about unforgiveness is unforgiveness doesn't just affect the other person but unforgiveness also Affects how we approach God, right? So, really get to a place of forgiveness, forgiving yourself as well, and just walking with God in a
1: in a with a pure heart. Chichi, can you pray for the people that are watching your testimony right now? Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for
0: every single viewer. We thank you, God, for the audience. Father, I just even pray, God, that your spirit just even penetrates through your heart. I pray, Father, that you would just even reveal who you are to them. I pray, oh God, that you would reveal yourself to them as a friend. You reveal yourself to You reveal yourself to them as a father. You reveal yourself to them as a comforter. I pray that you would just even reveal yourself as the I am God. Father God, I pray that you will be their defense, you will be their support. And I pray, oh God, that anybody who may not know you, I pray that you would just even draw them to yourself, Father, and you just even unveil their eyes so that they may see you. Thank you, Lord, and I pray, oh God, that you just even help us to continue to walk with you, oh God, with clean, with clean hands and a pure heart, in Jesus' name.